So welcome to Kids Ask. With me today is Harvard professor Chad Cowan. Welcome, Chad. Thank you, Henriette. It's a pleasure to be here. In this segment, we're answering questions that kids submitted from Patagonia in Argentina. All these kids come from bilingual Spanish English speaking families. Some of the questions were submitted in Spanish and some in English. Here's the first question from Wolf. Hi, my name is Wolf. I live in Argentina and this is my question. Why is poop sometimes a little red and sometimes it's a little green and sometimes it's just completely brown? Bye. <laughs> well, this is not my area of expertise, but as a keen observer throughout life, I have noticed that it's very much influenced by what you eat. So I think that what goes in the mouth often is reflected in what goes out the other end. Uh, and you can definitely change the colors. If you eat a lot of beets, which are often red, you'll find that, uh, in fact, what comes out the other end is a little bit red. Um, and as a kid who grew up in Kansas, which has a lot of corn, that was my first sort of, you know, education in that, you know, what goes in often comes out the other side. <laughs> I will leave you with one little thing, which is 99% of poop is bacteria. Isn't that crazy by the time it comes out? Insane. Okay. Our next question was submitted to us in Spanish. Hola, me llamo Luca y quiero saber si hay algunos virus como con patas, que como por ejemplo... Una vez en una serie, no sé si existen en verdad, era un virus, lo hacían ahí de color verde, que tenía un cuerpo con unas patas, un cuello y una cabeza. Gracias. Thank you, Luca. Chad, a quick translation for you and those of our listeners who do not speak Spanish. Luca is asking about a virus with legs. A green virus with legs, a neck, and a head that he once saw on a TV show, <laughs> Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, not my area of expertise, but I, there's a funny quote in science, which is, if you ever draw a picture of something scientifically, it will always be inaccurate. So there's no such thing as an accurate picture in biology or chemistry, et cetera, because we usually can't see things as small as viruses that well. Um, so what we try to do is make drawings, often cartoons, which reflect parts of the virus. And it's true that viruses do have what we call a head, sometimes a neck or stalk, and then another region which looks like feet, which might be the part of it that interacts. In fact, the most heavily um, studied virus, the bacteriophage, looks like this lunar landing module that has these little feet on the bottom that actually are the things that contact bacteria this long neck, which is what it shoots genetic material through, and then this head, which is where it stores the genetic material. And you'll see people try to draw them, and they might look like little cartoon creatures, but uh, the two things you need to know is, one, they're never accurate, and two, <laughs> the, they're just trying to represent the things we understand. So let's move on to question number three. What hair made out of? Uh, I'll repeat the question once. What are hands made out of? Ah, another terrific question. Um, I was once asked by a student if I could change her hands into little kitten paws because I was a geneticist and she thought that should be possible. <laughs> Turns out 
hands are made out of the same things the rest of your body is made out of. There's bones, which provide the structure. There's ligaments and muscle, which provide the ability to move and articulate those hands. And then they're mostly covered in skin. Interlaced throughout the entire thing is your circulatory system, which is the system that then feeds all of those other cells with oxygen and other things. But that's what most of your body's made out of. At one point, they used to tell me when I was a kid, 90% of your body is water. We now know that's not quite true. It's more like 70% is something water-ish, and the rest is a lot of proteins and minerals. Okay, thank you. Question four. Hello. My question is, why do germs like cuts and ouchies? Why do germs like cuts and ouchies? Ah, that's a great question. It might not be that they like cuts and ouchies, but it might mean that the main purpose of your skin is to protect you from your environment. It actually provides a solid barrier between you and everything outside. And if you break that barrier with a cut or a scrape, that lets anything outside now have access to the inside. And the inside is particularly susceptible to some of the things outside. In particular, there's bacteria that live both on your skin or is in the air or in a lot of the things you touch, which loves the environment inside your body. And it starts to grow and get crazy inside there. In fact, makes lots more of itself to the point that you get the infections or the ouchies, the red puffy places with cuts and the rest. So really, it's not that the cuts are um, what are causing it, it's that the, they've removed the barrier and that it's always there. And if you remove the barrier, you're always at risk of getting that sort of infection. Uh, we have one more question in Spanish that I thought was funny or interesting. It's from Jan who would like to know what the intestines are called. Ah, so I can tell you that the one place my friend Henriette outdid me in science was in anatomy, which <laughs> is true. a description of all of the various parts of the body. I'm still terrible at anatomy. So for instance, there are names for all of the regions of your intestines that I still don't know. I group them essentially as your small intestines and your large intestines, and then there's some other parts. But uh, as to why they're called intestines, I don't know. That would be a great question for someone who studies words and where they come from. <laughs> okay. Um, now a question from a slightly older child. Hi, I'm Julia, and my question is, like, would it be possible to take the organs out of human body and put it into a machine? Like, like the, the heart, the lungs, the brain, would the machine then work? Interesting question. This is a uh, stuff of science fiction. So for many, many years, people have wondered, could you take body parts from humans and keep them alive in machines. This was this idea behind cyborgs. Like if we could put the human heart and the human brain and other human pieces into robots, would they live on? Um, the simple answer is we've never successfully been able to do that. What we've been more successful at is replacing certain parts of the human body with machines that can replace some of those functions. Um, and the most famous of those is you now have mechanical hearts or mechanical devices that can replace heart function. And in fact, many people in late stage heart failure 
get the equivalent of a mechanical heart or a device that pumps the blood around their body that replaces the function of the heart. So that whole idea that machines and biology can work together is really exciting and is, an, is a whole field now known as biotechnology. And the very last question. Hi, I'm Josephine. How does the brain control everything from the body? Thank you. These are my favorite questions, questions that are broad in scope and very interesting, like how does your brain control something? It turns out the simple answer is we don't know. <laughs> the more specific questions are like, how would your brain control motion? We understand some of that, like how you send an electrical signal through essentially what are the wires, which are the nerves that initiate in a particular place in your brain and end in a muscle, for instance, in your finger and allow it to say move. That we understand with some accuracy and specificity, but like, for instance, why you think this TV show is fun to watch or why is this book one I like to read or why is that bird so beautiful? These, we have no idea why your brain can control these things. And suffice it to say, the good thing about trying to do research in biology and neuroscience means you're gonna have a job for a very long time. Thank you, Chad. Thank you to all the kids who submitted questions and to all the families uh, that participated. Thank you, Chad, for taking the time to answer our questions and bye for now. Bye for now, take care.